0: Welcome back to Did You Play That, our retro gaming podcast, focused on some of our favorite classic games. My name is Eric, and the Golden Fox to my Wild Goose co-host is Josh. In today's episode, we will be discussing F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. Before we get into it, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram at Did You Play That, watch some of our playthroughs on YouTube, and share it with a friend. We'd appreciate it. Buckle up your seats, boys, girls, and green alien hitmen. It's time to go fast. Dude, are you ready for this? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) No, you're not ready for this? We're going to go fast. (laughs) Ricky Bobby. Fast, fast, fast.
1: If you ain't ain't
0: first, you're last. Uh, Dude, I don't know about you. I have very you racing-esque games on my actual like I've played or put time into it
1: other than Mario Kart. Um yeah, I I have almost none as well. I'm not a big racing game uh person. But also yeah. this I mean this one's a little different from I wouldn't even I don't know if I put this in the same category as Mario Kart. Yeah. You know? I don't. I mean I feel like any like
0: Crash Team racing, uh Diddy Kong racing. There was a couple other ones. Like there was a computer one, I think it was called Wacky Wheels that I had played. Those are just those are pretty different compared to what this one is in my mind at least, or even any real. Like I got into I think it was Gran Turismo three for a while, and then I just I, I couldn't keep up with the computer ever. It was a real struggle. I took it to fake you know, driving skills where that had too many real life driving skills needed and like actually planning turns and brakes and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. I got into one of, I feel like it was need for speed. I don't remember which one it was very, uh, underground it, was was very fun. Un- I think it was probably underground where you had to customize your car enough to have like the under, yeah, you had to do a and, lot of stuff. Yeah. I got, I got really into that one, but that was really the only like what I guess I would call a realistic racing game history like there's no uh you know you're not throwing turtle shells at people so no you don't have like weaponry it's more of just like actual uh balloons racing skills and cornering and all that stuff yeah
0: well we're getting into what was one of if not actually I, i believe it was the first racing game for the super nintendo
1: so this is i had pulled up this wiki and found this fun fact that i knew we would share very early on in this podcast um that i didn't even share with you
0: you think it's a fun fact but i i think this might be like
1: common knowledge to yeah, people okay. like probably i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i clearly we were not into this game i know this game probably has a pretty cult following but um so this game's got some great Great stuff. So this but, yeah, it fell is off. one of the three launch titles for the Super Nintendo, alongside Super yeah. Mario World and Pilot Wings. And of those three, have you played all those three? I have not played Pilot Wings, although it's yeah. in the uh it catches my eye sometimes in the I uh, will have to now. Um, but it's on yeah. the Switch uh expansion or not expansion pack, but whatever baseline package I thing know. is called. I didn't yeah, know Pilot that. Wings is in there. I'll be playing it later tonight now.
0: (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's the only one in this category that I have not played either. I've probably played the most Super Mario World F-Zero pretty far after, but I've actually... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I played a lot of F-Zero as a kid, surprisingly. Hmm. I don't know why.
1: I think I rented it once, you know, from Hollywood Video. Um, Yeah. And... I don't think I did well, and so I just I didn't care. I played it a couple. I didn't even like. I forget how long you get to keep games. It kept getting shorter and shorter. I feel like over like you used (sighs) at one point when I first started renting things. I felt like you could keep them for a week, and they're like nah, five days. And they're like nah, three days. You're paying the same price. It's really annoying. I. Feel like depending on whatever the game, like the
0: popularity of the game or movie or that, like the that could be true. The release time, like I remember wanting to get a game and it was like you could rent it for like the weekend and that was that's it. Wild. And I was like, oh man, like that's perfect, like because that's all I get to yeah. do is play over the weekend, pretty much as a kid. And there was other games that you could keep for like a week, and I'd be like, well, if I keep it for a week, that means I can play it before my mom gets home, and you know, like. I can keep playing until whatever day of the week. And my mom would always still like return it on Monday. She'd bring it like on her way home from work. And I was like, oh, yeah. this yeah. sucks. Did you, were you ever able to sneak? Did you find, do you have a way to sneak? Oh, we, 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 uh, my brother and I found numerous ways. I mean, we had a system at one point. We had a PlayStation. I remember this one the most for some reason, probably because I was old enough to like really think about it. And one of us could play and the other one was look out and you could see like halfway up the street, like my mom's car coming down the street because she could only—it was a dead end street, yep, so you could yep. only come from one direction—and she would always stop and get the mail as well at the mailbox. So you had about a minute and a half to really like p- disassemble the system and like put it away and like, oh nope, it's been away. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man, you had
1: it, you had it rough actually. I I my system was in my room and it was just plugged in all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when I was, I think until I was like seven or eight, we had a real small TV that was in my yep. room. And when I was by myself one morning, I'd gotten up and I just started playing and it was like six in the morning and I was playing by myself. And I think I got in trouble like that one time. And then like the next time I got in trouble, the TV was like out of my oh, room. Oh man. And it was downstairs in the dining room. And I was like, oh crap. That's rough. Yeah, I mean, when you're that little and you don't, you know, I didn't really think about those things. I was just like, I'm awake. I'm going to play video games. for sure. What else was I going to do?
1: I'm not going to go make my own breakfast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Who does that? Well, F-Zero doesn't have much of a story. There technically is a story, but it's pretty bad. It's maybe... Eight pages at the end of the manual. I mean, the cartoon kind of looks alright. It looks like early, early '90s, late '80s kind of drawn cartoon. Uh, I like that Captain Falcon is the main character of it, of course. But at one point, he did you know? Do you know what Captain Falcon's job is?
1: So, this will come as a complete surprise to everyone out there. But I don't know anything because I didn't read the manual. Uh, that's a huge surprise You know uh, Truth be told I mean like Think
0: of Captain Falcon You know him from Smash at least Yes
1: um, Is he a sanitation
0: officer? He might as well be He's uh, another bounty
1: hunter A bounty hunter oh, Okay Classic Yeah he's a bounty hunter And I don't
0: understand What Nintendo's obsession With bounty hunters is At this point So uh, Is it just like I mean a- it's
1: It's like a ripoff Of a uh, pod racing In Star Wars right?
0: Yeah, but I don't think that was out yet, to be honest. Okay, you know. I don't
1: know the timeline. That, that movie sure
0: definitely about. wasn't out, and I don't know about I don't know enough about like the books and all those things to know if that idea was out. But he's a bounty hunter, and he's got ten minutes to show up to his race, so he goes out <laughs> on a mission to go catch what he refers to as uh, the slimy lizard butt. He goes. Minutes later, caught up with you at last. Your slimy lizard butt is mine, creep. And I'm like, what? What What kind of words is this? And then he whips out a gun and shoots it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It goes zap, zap. What is he shooting? (laughs) And he shoots him. I don't know. Some laser gun, I guess. Who is he? Is it like a... He's shooting the slimy laser butt.
1: It's like a lizard or... It's just yeah, like, a, it's some lizard, like a guy. lizard person.
0: Yep. And so he's got like a criminal Seems file racist. number and all those things. And then one of the other characters in the game that we'll talk about the four characters in a moment that you can, you know, play as or drive their vehicles shows up and it's like, this land is mine. Like that bounty's mine. And Falcon just disappears off and is immediately <sighs> in the next scene fighting two like bad guys that are protecting like the head honcho. Um, What is it? Kingpin? Kingpin in Spider-Man, right? Looks almost exactly like him, except he's wearing a yellow suit. Okay. And then, so he catches this guy, and then immediately it goes to the announcer of the F-Zero Grand Prix race, saying that, you know, drivers get ready for the, the greatest event in your life, and drivers get down to your cars. And then it goes to the start, And the four drivers all have, like, a quick little one-liner. So, Falcons, it says start. And it says, now you'll learn how men do battle. Whoa. One says, this is no game. My butt is on the line. What? The third one says, I hate losing to any driver whose blood is red.
1: Is that another lizard person?
0: This is a lizard person and we'll talk about him in, in a little bit. And the last one says, I shall win to honor beautiful women everywhere.
1: Oh, I can get behind that one. <laughs> I
0: just think that this is like, I don't know who decided to make this. I think it's hilarious. It's just just so unnecessary but forced into the manual for some reason. Well,
1: it's just there. <laughs> I. It seems like the I mean, it was a Japanese game. I assume it was. I don't know. I just get. I List get those there. Japan vibes in that way from it. I guess it was definitely from that last yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. okay. So yeah, you're gonna have to tell me about the care. I knew the the name. It just gives you the name of the cars, I think, in the actual game. So I don't know the act. Uh, I don't know the characters. You'll have to run through yeah, that so with us
0: too. Let's go through this because you you get really there's. You start the game and there's two modes. There's two options to begin the game. There's a third that eventually pops up. It's Grand Prix, which is your basic Grand Prix. You go through five races. Uh, If you die too many times or lose too many times or don't place well enough, and we'll talk about that, you have to restart. Practice is just what it sounds like. You can go and practice the stages to kind of get better. What's nice about practice, actually, I don't know if you played it. I didn't. I just read something about it. Uh, practice lets you choose your vehicle one but then it lets you choose one other vehicle to kind of race against or no vehicles so i was like okay that's i like that that's a reasonable kind of thing to do i mean when you go in if you really needed the practice or you wanted the practice you want to have the ability to do it with no nothing in the way or the occasional opponent who's still kind of you know floating near your space or an idea of how good the opponent was so you knew where you needed to be yeah yeah, a little running mate. So, I thought that was like a slightly different idea for practice. That's cool, right? I always think of the ghost in right, like Mario right, Kart. True, but this was kind of the same idea or adapted to something. So you get to choose one of four, and the first option is the Blue Falcon, which is driven by, of course, Captain Falcon. This is the most all-around vehicle, so it's pretty much in the middle everywhere between its speed, its acceleration, its top speed, its acceleration, uh, its turning, and its ability to kind of deal with or take damage, right?
1: Does that come from its weight? a little bit or i, I mean
0: it, it tells you the weight i don't know if that's exactly um the the re, the,
1: so. the change of yeah. things it might I be i feel like it must at least have some part in the
0: so well I we'll ta- i mean so it's it's the second lowest weight it's not the lowest weight but it's the second lowest cuz i have it all in front of me right now actually the next car is the golden fox which is driven by Dr. Robert Stewart. And he's the one that, you know, says he's going to win for the women. Nice. It has (laughs) the best acceleration. It is also the lightest weight car. And it also has the lowest top speed. It also notes that it's not great at turning or damage control. So I'm assuming that the weight has something to do with a little bit of all those things. Okay. But definitely adds to the uh, acceleration. The game does, or the manual, I should say. The manual actually tells you the horsepower. So, you know, you could actually justify that into the Elvis, I mm. guess. Not that I'm gonna. Uh, the third one is the Wild Goose, which is driven by Pico. Pico is the other green alien, the one that I had mentioned earlier. With the uh, doesn't like getting beaten by anyone with green or anything with red blood. blood. Yeah, he is also the one that I referenced in our little intro, where I said, "Buckle up, boys, girls, and green alien hitmen," because you want to know what his job is. Um,
1: he must be like a chef or something. Yeah, of course,
0: Pico. I mean, he kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I know we've brought it up in a, in a previous episode. You didn't really watch Dragon Ball Z, no, right? No, I did not. Do you know who Piccolo is, though? Uh, There's one named Goku.
1: That's yep. about all I got.
0: Okay. There's a green alien in Dragon Ball Z. Green alien. Named Piccolo. Okay. It kind of looks like this. I hope that helps some other people out. Yeah. I mean, it gives some people an idea. He's got a longer head. hes I mean, he definitely looks like he could fight, but he's not as strong as Piccolo, clearly. The last one on there is the Fire Stingray, which is driven by Samurai Goro. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Goro is my estimated guess. This one has the worst acceleration, but the best top speed.
1: Is this the one whose lizard butt we're kicking? What are we doing? Shooting it? Lizard butt? No. That guy is a criminal because
0: Captain Falcon is a bounty hunter, and that was just a bounty that he went out to get. Okay. The slimy lizard butt? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a character in this game at all. Okay. Neither is the Kingpin-esque character. I don't know if they're brought back in future games. That wouldn't be such a bad idea, but I... Didn't really look beyond this. Fair
1: enough. So, is the samurai also a bounty hunter? That's not a bad idea. Um,
0: he, now he is the leader of a renegade band of thieves. All right, that's that's his known information,
1: but we don't. There's no bounty on him, though. I nope. would be a smart person nope. to put a bounty on and let a bounty hunter deal yeah,
0: with. He, yeah, it would probably be. And and you know what? Actually, I didn't really look at it, but I mean, I'm going to scroll Is down, that maybe back
1: what these races are all about?
0: Uh, no, oh, okay. these races have nothing to do with that. He's got at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven or eight, you know, kind of people supporting him, helping him in that imagery so yeah those are your four options do you want to know why we are racing high speed cars i do yeah all right so f0 did you know where f0 comes from well
1: the f1 or the relation is like a yeah a racing style and so they went backwards i guess but in the future yes yes
0: so in the future Uh, In the year 2560, uh, the manual needs to actually explain to us what a UFO is. It in parentheses states (laughs) unidentified flying object. Uh, But in the year 2560, the human race has now met with all sorts of other alien life form and is now trading technology and, you know, whatever throughout the universe. The multi-billionaires. Right, the multi billionaires, so there's a lot of them who earned their enormous wealth through intergalactic trade while satisfied with their rich lifestyle, also yearned for new entertainment. So they came up with like the idea of F1 and how exciting F1 was. And they decided to obviously take this into account and change things up a little bit, right? So they had race racing circuits located as high up as 300 feet above ground held in place by anti-gravitational guide beams on both sides of the course. So anytime you were playing and you actually left the physical course, that's why you exploded it immediately because you were falling 300 plus
1: feet. Yikes. Yeah, that's pretty far. Seems plausible the so racing, far with the, uh, the whole yeah. multi. This is what would happen. Multi-billionaires yeah. need more entertainment. Yeah.
0: So let's put these hitmen to the work. Uh, The racing machines developed for these tracks used the very latest in super magnetic technology and were designed to travel without wheels, hovering one foot above the course track. That's tight. When the first Grand Prix race was held, people were angered by the brutality of the competition. Oh, okay. The organizers had, during construction, placed various obstacles and traps along the raceway, but as time passed and people grew, Uh, used to these dangers they soon demanded even more excitement in the race in time winning the race meant earning the highest honor that could be bestowed on anyone in the universe in a very short time people came to call this grand prix simply f zero so
1: that's uh that's that's where it all came from it doesn't even tell you what you win it's just like the greatest prize or something. What did it? What did it say? Yep, the
0: the greatest honor that could be bestowed. So you just get honor.
1: So you can just walk into any bar in the universe, and they're like, "Yeah, this guy, get him one on yes. the house." Yeah, you know, I'm probably get you more than one. I hope,
0: but drinks are free.
1: All right. Uh. Cool. That was, that's yeah. pretty, that's much more of a backstory than I, I mean, I started the game and it just drops you right into a race. So I didn't, it I didn't you know. Drops you right in.
0: It <laughs> drops you right in and you're like, here's your four people and it just, it just goes, and it's like, you see the, you don't even know what the graph means. You're just like, what is this yep. doing? And it's just spinning and you're like, okay, what's the next one? And we're off. Yeah. So uh, I assume you know what all the buttons do because you obviously, obviously dealt with that
1: um i i mean you pushed I all pushed all of buttons right <laughs> a lot of buttons i went forward yeah. a lot i um tilted my car and scraped against yeah. the ground while i was turning you know? yeah. um you can do that going straight as well yes you can um i also uh I don't know. Is there a way to reverse the car? I don't even remember if I ever did. I don't think you, you can, can break put the car there. reverse. You yeah. can break. Okay, yeah. I did that. Are there other buttons? Is there a boost? Yeah, there's a boost. Did you use it?
0: How do you boost? <laughs> I believe it was the A button.
1: I swear. I, I don't how do you tell if you're boosting? What's the
0: Um So you can't boost in the first lap? I out the reasoning why they actually explain that somewhere in the manual. And I was like that. Well, dumb. Uh, I so I wouldn't try. I would after have s- the first lap. spent
1: the whole first lap trying and then given up. What am I? How am I supposed yeah. to know that?
0: Yeah, so you can press boost A using you. A. And I think after you complete the first lap, there's an additional little like logo that pops up with the words blocking the screen. So thank God, there's nothing really going on early in the laps. That says like boost available or Are something. Are
1: those the little S's down in the bottom corner of the
0: screen? Yeah, that is the S. Yeah, they're called S uh, Super Jet. Yeah,
1: I just thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> You thought you were collecting S's? Right,
1: well, you like, so how the race works is not necessarily that you just like race and whatever place you end up at the end of the race is your place. Right? Correct. Each no, there's, lap there's a weird little They cut yeah. people off you have to be in like the top seven and then the top five and then the top three or something like that with each yeah, successive Yeah, so the lap.
0: first, there's there's official rules. Technically speaking, there are nine and I really don't know why they think that these nine are rules. But that is one of the rules where in the first lap, you have to be within the top 15. Yep. And then after that, you have to be within 10, within seven, within five, and then within three. If you don't get those you know conditions you just get disqualified you lose one of your lives i don't know how many you start with or how many you can gain and then you have to restart and if you run out of lives then you just lose and you start the gp over
1: right so you get these little s's after every lap which i just thought yep. was marking me that i was safe i had done what i was supposed to do i stayed the right number of places to continue the race nice because I had spent the entire first lap trying to boost and couldn't boost so Yeah. yeah I don't know
0: Should we go through all nine rules? Because I think some of these are kind of like, well, duh. Oh, but... well, yeah, I guess so. I mean. All right. So rule one is the goal is to complete each course, finishing as one of the top three pilots uh, for all five courses. That's rule one. Rule two is what breaks down like each lap you need to be in this okay. place. If you don't meet them, you get DQ'd. Uh, if you are dq'd, crash out of the course or retire by like hitting start and choosing to retire you may rechallenge that course only if you have a spare machine you can you may use only two spare machines at the start of the grand prix there so you start go. off okay. with two additional chances yep. there's a point system so during the race each lap you complete you gain points if you're first you get 900 if you're second, you get six. If you're third, you get four. And anything other than that, you get 200.
1: Um, if okay. you don't
0: meet the target rank, you're just automatically DQ'd.
1: Okay. Go on, I guess. I have at, questions. Should I ask the, questions now?
0: or? Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish this part. At the end of the race, if you finish first, you get 2,500. If you finish second, you get 1,500. And if you finish third, you get 1,000. Each time you score ten thousand, twenty thousand, or thirty thousand, you get an additional vehicle. Okay. You want to ask your question?
1: Um, no, I guess I because I guess assumed that that, that answered it. Answered I it. Guess. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. I figured because you you know what you, I don't even know if it tells you on screen like how many vehicles or would, like how many I think lives it might you have. Right by
1: the S's.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't be... remember. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, it does. It does because I just got a little screenshot. Okay. Uh, rule five is the super jet. So use of the booster, of the super jet is not allowed in the first lap of each course. This is to decrease the probability of collisions at the start of the race. Pilots are allowed to use S-jet once each time a lap has been completed. It is solely up to the discretion of the pilot, at which point in the course he, I guess they're all guy pilots, uh, uses it. Maximum of three uses the S-jet may be accumulated per, per race. Go ahead. You got something.
1: Uh, I mean, other than playing the entire game without using a single boost, I guess. um, Changes things. Yeah.
0: Uh, Rule six. It's extremely dangerous to travel a course in the direction opposite to the flow of traffic. Well, freaking duh. If this occurs, reverse will be displayed accompanied by a warning buzzer. Pilots must quickly turn their machines around to travel in the correct
1: direction. Did you ever get reverse? Um I did once. It, yeah. I, you're just screwed, really. I don't there's nothing you can do. You know, <laughs> it is over. impossible. Like
0: you can't turn yeah. that tightly in that small of a and space. You can't reverse. And you can't reverse. This thing only goes forward. Uh this never happened to me, but maybe it happened to you. So number seven, uh, shortcut fouls. Some shortcutting is allowed, such as flying outside of the course to gain distance at curves, etc. by using a jump plate. However, the official recorder may rule an extreme shortcut to be a foul, and you may be subject to being pulled back to any position at the recorder's discretion. Did you ever have like a big jet? show up above no. you and like manipulate where you went like it brought you backwards or like brought you to a different place Did on the course that happen
1: to you no nope. no i would just if i went too far off course even in an You'd attempt just... for a shortcut i would blow up and then i'd have to start over yeah, yeah. that's the, what happened to me pretty much so how do I you make this other saw thing this? happen
0: i have no idea that's no mild. idea Only time I did have a big machine float above me was at the pit runs. Did you stop in the pit runs? Please tell me you stopped
1: in the pit runs. The pit runs. runs? You mean like yeah, where Yeah, the you pit runs heal. are where it yeah, heals yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. So the pit I runs are that bad yeah. this game.
0: Okay, I'm just making sure. You know, sometimes I'm not sure. You shouldn't uh, so be. That's rule eight. <laughs> that's rule eight that you can go there, and the longer or the slower you go there, the more power you will get recovered. And rule nine is special rule in variance to rule two. This rule is limited only to the following four machines. So the four machines that you can play as the blue Falcon, the golden Fox, the wild goose and the fire stingray. If any of of these machines fall below the rank of 20th at any time, they will be subject to immediate disqualification. And that's that's it. Funny. I don't know about you, but I don't think I was ever like, below 10th i don't i mean and that was me playing on one of the harder modes
1: yeah i well i only played beginner because uh i was like getting i got first a couple times but i mostly was getting like seconds and thirds and i was like all right i'm good i'm like i'm not gonna bother (laughs) getting my ass beat on the next level up um i i guess i have to try again now that i know i can super jet a couple times every once in a while i should probably do that so
0: yeah uh truth be told because i played it on i forget what it's called for the highest level uh i played it on the highest level for a little while and
1: expert maybe i don't know
0: yeah it is so it's
1: beginner standard and expert and expert is it's quite difficult i believe it i mean so i was yeah so like going back to the rule nine i was never in danger for sure of being i was never lower than like fifth place i would think um but it was still tough to get in first place with with no boost so
0: oh i can imagine with no boost that it was pretty difficult to get first a
1: lot um but yeah so that's uh cool those are good you think one day i would learn to read a instruction booklet but
0: you know, I, I I like to bring knowing, a new
1: perspective to the podcast of the gaming world. <laughs> the complete unknown. Yeah. I just I turn the game on and see what happens. Well Captain
0: Falcon at one point near the end of the comic states there are two kinds of drivers. And you might be one of these. He says there's
1: me and the losers. Which one are you? Well, I think I fall into the loser category, <laughs> second and third place most of the time. <laughs> oh yeah, he would probably. Pick I also either. didn't pick. Him. He was not my car of choice either. So
0: no. All right. Well, let's get into car of choice, and then we'll start talking about some of <laughs> the, the courses or the GPS. Because man, Falcon's not your your car of choice. What did you go? Well, with?
1: so I mean, here was my problem, right? I could never go super fast because <laughs> I didn't fucking do the the boost. Um, I went with the Golden Fox the, the one that accelerated the fastest oh, no wonder
0: you struggled he's the worst Listen,
1: I, I tried every single car this yeah. one was the only uh, okay. so we kind of have to get into the courses at this point as well when so yeah, yeah it was the Golden Fox alright I like the acceleration it accelerated the fastest and we had a good time I think
0: that's your obsession with Uh, what Yoshi Yoshi? and Yoshi's like the fast accelerator and yeah
1: I mean just in a game with such tight turns I was never you never you didn't often I feel and I mean I'm wrong because I never boosted but it was hard to get up to full speed anyway it was more important to be able to pick speed back up after taking a tight corner so I went with the car that sped up the fastest and there's I tried two probably of the other cars and I don't remember which level it was. If we're going to go through each level or not, um, I'm sure it will come up. Well, we're going to talk about yeah. it. But there uh, is so definitely let's, a let's, reason why I needed to use this car. So, Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, what I can was, imagine. So did I'm, you I'm, go
1: with Falcon then? Is that Falcon
0: is has always been my go-to. Gotcha. Um, I did play as fire stingray a little bit just because i wanted to play with somebody different and i feel like the more i've gotten good at at least mario kart games especially the older ones the more i've played with bowser or dk or wario or any of those heavy characters to kind of do whatever because you get that high top speed and once you're good at a game like you can go with the high top speed because you know you're not going to make as many mistakes um so i played uh around with him though i didn't do as well the turning was different so it changes everything yeah,
1: yeah. by the way actually count- knowing golden fox was his what's his, pico is that dr stewart or is that pico or who's that
0: dr stewart is dr golden, stewart golden fox. knowing
1: his backstory he's just here to please the ladies I don't, i'm not gonna switch car like that's my guy i'm going with golden fox forever uh, Though he is uh, He had followed the lifestyle as elite And accomplished uh, the... Yeah so he's only doing this Because his dad died It's a noble cause and he's just here to please the ladies So Golden Fox is definitely the way to go everybody Okay
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah sure We'll let you have it He also looks the lamest So there are three courses or three GPs: the Knight, the Queen, and the King. The Knight is the basic entry level uh, courses. It has Mute City, which is really not complicated; not much going on. Uh, then we have the Big Blue, and then we have the Sand
1: Ocean. Now, Big Blue is the ocean kind. It comes of up in stage. like uh super smash it's a level in some super smash games correct yeah so yes i don't know i was i was expecting something grander i guess it's how, yeah. it was i mean it's only the second course of the game so it's i'm sure it's basic but it uh, it was it was just very basic and i was like that was that's all the hype is about huh yeah that was
0: it man like there's there's not much going on and it's not even a repeat course like mute city Mute, there's Mute City. So, like we do, what do you call it? We did this first yep. stage or this first course yep. night in Queen. Mute City is the first stage again. In King, Mute City is the first stage again, and they're slightly varied. Right. They're not the exact same thing. Like there's more things added, or there's more turns added, or whatever. Right, but right, right, right. Big Blue. I think one of the things that gets Big Blue that smash stage is the fact that the music on that stage is phenomenal. I think that's just one of the selling points. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I didn't make Smash Bros. I'm glad Captain's in it, though. Uh, so, Big Blue's... I think the only thing that's important about Big Blue, that it's the first introduction of the blue flooring. Yes. Which is kind of like those slippery area. It's It states in the manual that it's supposed to be, like, less magnetic. And I think the best thing to do in those cases is to just, like, let go the the gas or the B button for, like, a split second and kind of just tap it. So that way you keep turning relatively well. It's not that big of a is deal. Is it
1: mostly just around corners? It's almost yeah, always
0: definitely. in those corner sections because if you if you had it in a straightaway, it makes no difference. You just go forward.
1: Yeah, I definitely did the same. I I didn't break, but I would let, just let off the gas, make your turn, yeah. and then punch it again
0: uh after that's the sand ocean it's starting to get a little bit more tight turns like this is probably the first time you get some real tight turns yeah the course gets a little more narrow like this it's, it's yeah. pretty wide for mute city and big blue yeah I, it's got one of those i, I don't know what you want to call it it's kind of like i i would say it's one of those w sections where it's kind of going down like on the screen when you're going it's like left right left right but it like if you look at it from above it looks like a w like down up down up yes and it's got one of those sections where if you can shoot straight down the middle, you're good. Absolutely. But if you've got to deal with any other vehicle in the way, it, it's one of those death traps because you bounce off of them. And then you're bouncing into one wall and then you're bouncing into another wall. Yeah, and
1: that's it. how you can get stuck in reverse pretty quickly, yep. bouncing around in That's there. how I ended
0: up in yep. reverse, to be honest. so After that's probably one of the uh, one of the stages that I think is... It's a real struggle initially. It takes a, some real practice. So
1: this was one of the... So, I mean, I'll talk more about it. Look, this, this stage definitely stood out to me. This was cool. I liked this idea, yeah. this concept, uh, Death yes. Wind. Death Wind 1. Yeah, and it's it's
0: a really basic... Course. Like it's an oval course. It's straight away, turn right, quick turn right, straight away with boosts and like turn right, turn right. Like that's all yep. it is. But the wind is so severe on this course that it pushes you towards the like a, one side of the track.
1: Yes, you're being pushed the whole race. And
0: so if you don't adapt to that and like angle your turn, so you kind of go straight down the middle, you just go into the wall and take a ton of damage. Yeah. I think the other thing that changes this one is this is, I think this is the first stage with boosts in it, right? Yeah.
1: So the little, the arrows that are on the ground, if you run over them, it gives you the speed boost, which I assume is, must be equivalent to a super jet. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's kind of a, they were hard for me to hit sometimes. I felt like I, I would fly over them and not catch them, I guess. You had to be, like, right over the middle of them. Yeah, I had a couple where I thought I was good, and then I clearly wasn't because the game didn't get It was a little me. annoying. Um, but, yeah, those were nice because you got a little... When you're going that fast, the wind didn't affect you as much, so you could kind of relax for a second. But, yeah, you, you kind of had to angle your car the entire race, both on, on straightaways and then... Deal with the turning with the extra wind factor. Yeah.
0: And at one point in this rate, it gets real narrow. It gets real narrow. Yes. And I can't tell you the number of times I came flying in with a boost, like rear-ended some car and was like bouncing all over the place. Wall, wall. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you take... Just get out, you out of the way. take like half damage real quick. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of the more interesting courses I felt like. Early, at least. It comes back up. Yes, there is the last. wind, too. Yeah. Yes. The last course on here was silence. And silence is the first stage that has complete right-hand turns, which makes things real interesting in, like, how you attack each turn because they are full, like, 90 degrees left, 90 degrees right, 90 degrees left. Like, that's all it is. It does not give you these easy turns or these u-shapes it's just tight corners it also had a little shortcut but there were mines placed in the shortcut did you happen to go that way um there are mines in there yeah there's like early in the course probably the first half of the course i can't say early in the first half of the course you get the option of taking a kind of a hard left and there's like rows of minds or you can take the one and only gentle turn and kind of angle yourself up there's a weird jump that goes over like a dirt path so if you hit the jump rate you go over the dirt path if you take the shortcut it's a hard attack at the jump but it's doable um
1: i probably did not do the short it doesn't sound like i did the shortcut
0: yeah, I tried it once forgetting that it was there and then I hit a couple of the mines and then trudged through the path because I missed the jump and I was like, screw it, next time I'm just... I took so much damage in that process and I was like, crap, I got to catch up. But I was like, I don't, I'm just going to hit the jump next turn. I'm going to take the easy
1: turn. Yeah, I definitely... that I could have done that too, but I definitely did not do the shortcut more than once. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's our first
0: and league. That's our first, yeah. And so at the end of each league, and one of the things I want to talk about is what happens at the end, but also what we haven't even touched upon really. What happens at the end is you get like a, you get to watch the car kind of keep going around and around. And it gives you your times for the course for, and the best yep. laps and all those yep. things. And it kind of gives you like a real breakdown of what you did. Which is fun because if you play it again and you want to challenge yourself, like it's constantly there and it keeps the top ten for total time and laps, I believe, or best lap. in yeah. not like your best. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know if it's so ten. I thought that was kind of cool,
0: especially for an, yeah for like a first game for the Super Nintendo. Like okay, like you're giving me something to come back and challenge myself to do better
1: next time. Yeah, it's a little bit of that um, transition, kind of like arcade. arcade-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Transition from arcade but to console. But I don't mind that. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, Cruising USA
0: was a great arcade game, by the way. That's true. What? I sucked so you, at it, but I love it. Because
1: you got the wheel and the pedals. And... Yep. Uh, the other
0: thing that we didn't really touch upon, but I think it kind of came up in Deathwind. Once you complete your first lap there is an an enormous amount of other racers on the course that are not the basic four
1: yeah the fodder
0: yeah they are just these random yellow cars that just kind of cruise around and occasionally just like jerk out of their way into you and bump you into the wall and like interfere with your race and Those things drive me wild in certain, certain, like in a basic straightaway, no big deal. Like in some open areas, not a big issue. When you get in those tight areas or those hard turns, they always seem to like home in on you and just like, I'm now a red shell and right into you and now you're in the wall and now you've lost a quarter of your health and now like three people pass you. And I'm like,
1: what the frick? Yeah, I was usually okay navigating just one of them, even if it was in a tight space the problem was when you're like barely ahead of like you're in first place just barely and I take this corner a certain way and there, there's a, one of those guys sitting right there and the guy in second place comes up on you and there's like three of you in a tight space then you're you're just yeah. there's no shot you're just so screwed no. you're just gonna bump, yeah, off bump with them yeah. bounce off hit the wall it's no good no So those things were always
0: a pain, but on the occasion, and I don't know if it was random or what, you got the occasional one that was flashing, and the flashing represented that it was on low health, or like its health meter was at the bottom, and if you touch it, it just explodes, which sent you flying and did more damage, I'm assuming. I don't know if the damage amount was, but that one was just like, I saw those, and I was like, all right, I'm actually going to hit the brakes and make sure I get around you without blowing up with you
1: yeah yeah they were um, they weren't hitting the pits nope they were not hitting the pits no.
0: they were just driving through the wall the whole time super fast of course but they just they liked touching the wall they were like mm. ooh it's
1: not pretty. that fast I mean we are lapping them
0: yeah that's true to our second course our second gp queen league here we go queen so queen starts off with mute city two and the only thing that changes in mute city two really is instead of a big straightaway in the latter half of the course it's now like this circular space so if you're not paying attention you'll go driving straight into the wall Um, but you can take either route and it pretty much then just brings you back to the second half of the course. There's a couple jumps, um, which I like the jumps. I don't know about you. Do
1: you like hitting the jumps? Um, yeah, the jumps are fun. They get you up over. Uh, what are you what are you jumping over? I know there's a couple different um, places with there's jumps. Like, so there's I don't know if there's mines in this
0: one. I forget if there's mines. You're jumping in this over course. more of like some the. Jumps the dirt, path. The dirt like patch the dirt patch okay yeah. okay and that just slows you down
1: yeah and this but so again there was it was this one with the jump where there was a big dirt patch under one of these jumps not, not this spot.
0: directly okay. i mean you could cut some corners with these but nothing was like directly in front of the jump
1: that you had to hit the okay. jump i feel like there was still one somewhere that could like be a shortcut but you had to boost before you hit the jump which I, I never, oh, that's, that's later. never did because I didn't know any better. So, mm. yeah, that one's later. That was always annoying. I, I was like, "There's got." I, I know somebody. what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, but
0: it just you know, upped the difficulty a little bit, added a few more things, nothing crazy. After that, we had Port Town.
1: Port Town
0: and Port Town has a Port Town 2 later. Port Town is one of the courses where you have a jump, you have to hit the jump, and you also have to hold down when you hit the jump. Oh, is that what you have to do? Yeah. So when you hit down, up and down actually changed the trajectory of the machine with jumps, and only jumps, I think. I don't think it made any difference otherwise. Good to know. So if you hit the jump, and you held down, it let you fly up in the air longer. And so there's a spot where if you don't do that, you don't get over that little sand rough patch area. And there's a spot where you have to jump over space where if you don't hit it, you just land off the course and you die. Well,
1: I mean, hey, I beat the game. So you survived. So you can do the jump without pressing down. It is possible. Y- yes, it is. But this is why this well, is the this is the race where I had to stop and try all the different cars because there's only one car yeah. that can make it, the car that accelerates fast enough because the jump is the right after a light a left turn a ninety degree left turn, so you can't build up enough speed in the heavier and the slower accelerating cars, but you can do it yeah. in the Golden Fox. It's the only way you can hit this jump without. Apparently, Is this in the instruction manual? They say press down when you're in the air. To uh, There is
0: a statement uh, after the comic. So near the end of the manual, the one where I said there are two kinds of drivers, me and the losers. Uh, so it says, last but not least... During a jump, your machine will accelerate as it travels above the course. So, to get the, the best <laughs> speed, do not avoid the jump plate. Okay. And that's what it says. But it doesn't tell you to hold down. It says, when landing after jump, hold down. Whatever. All right. Cool. It also tells you to, that this game is in stereo, so you should listen to it in stereo. Jump plate. The springboard will launch your machine high into the sky, except when you are already at full speed. Your speed will increase as you fly through the air. Be careful when flying above the course, as improper landings will cause a loss of speed. It is advisable to take care when airborne, as sloppy handling will cause the loss of your machine if it flies over the anti gravity guide beams. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. All right. Anyway. So that was what? Port Port Town. Town.
0: We're off to Red Canyon 1. Red Canyon 1. And Red Canyon 1 has some of those tight turns again, but some of those turns are actually not that bad because if you hit them, you drive through a little bit of a rough patch, but you you can make the turn relatively easy and it has a couple of the jump spots but the jump pads are also a little risky because if you hit them and you're not careful you'll land off the path or you'll land right
1: on a like a magnetic plate that does damage yes. um i actually red canyon i think was mm, might might have been my favorite course in the one of my favorite courses in the in the game. Um, yeah. I like the tight turns. It was one, it was an easier one for me to just again with my car. I just turn, accelerate, turn, accelerate, turn, accelerate. Yeah. Um. So like I didn't have any. It was definitely a, one of the few that I first placed. Um. I did the jumps and mostly landed on the magnetic fields that did damage, but it wasn't. They were pretty small, so it didn't do a ton of damage. No,
0: it's not gonna do like an X. I mean, like this is again where if you like caught the corner of a wall for a split second, it didn't do much. Like you saw your car like do the the electrical shake, and you were like, "Oh, okay." But it's when you were like bouncing off the wall multiple times, hitting it multiple times, or stuck
1: in it. Yeah, or like you you said, if you jumped right off the course, which I also did not have any trouble with in this particular course. So,
0: no, I like this one. There's some. There's some good sharp corners, but there's some, like, real straightaways where if you know, not that you knew, but if you know how to use your boost, like, you can get some real speed going. You're like,
1: yeah! Well, I didn't
0: need speed to win this one. No. Well, after your favorite Red Canyon was Whiteland. Whiteland is exactly what it sounds like. Really? White. Um Whiteland has a lot of that blue that makes you slide a lot more that like kind of slippery stuff from blue big blue stage so there's a lot of that which again when you have these sharp corners makes a big difference pretty tough but i think as long as you were just like kind of multi-tapping the b button like letting off and then gassing letting off gassing you were fine i didn't think it was that big of a deal it also had a couple of the jump pads to get you over the slower rough patches which I like, because if you're hitting those, you're like, all right, I'm cruising through
1: while everyone else is stuck. But nothing crazy. Yeah, I I didn't feel like I could ever get a good consecutive number of those uh, dirt patches hit. I have yeah. to just... Because they, they kind of alternated one right, one left, one right, one left, right?
0: Yeah, they were a little tough. Yeah, that I kind of just so. stuck in the
1: straight line, and I was like, I'll just take half of them. That's better than me trying to swerve back and forth and probably bouncing off a wall or two
0: yeah i typically just stayed to one side and if you again hold the down button i think you get through most of the roof patches you might have caught like one part
1: of it at the end but not that bad otherwise well we go right from white land one to the final uh race of queen league white land two yeah
0: white land two and this one i think gets more complicated i don't know about you <laughs> there's i mean you start out you're going you get some big straightaways early and then you get a lot of these sharp u turns the first one goes across that blue slick ice yep. so you've got to be you know real careful with your speed and then two in a row where you can cut the corner, technically, but the corner is, like, comprised of those electrical circles that are on the edges of the, the yeah. course. So you can drive right through, take a bunch of damage, and you get right into the next turn. But there's two in a row. So it really kind of complicates your
1: health situation. Was it kind of like a U, or is it it's more like the S one? There's like an S Turn, like I, a, don't, I wouldn't call an S. It's kind of like a U followed I mean, I by another U in the you. other direction. It's like a U here. It's like I'm a gonna double share. U-turn, but present now. Um,
0: I'll share with you my screen. But
1: anyway, I did. I mean, yeah, I would. If you want I would cut the corners enough. I didn't really take. Oh yeah, okay. You see what we're talking about. Um, yeah. I definitely cut the corners and took a little bit of damage, but it. It took some getting used to for sure, I probably maybe maybe played this course twice, but once you got the timing of those u turns down, it, like you pretty much had the course,
0: yeah, and that's the thing is like even if you took like damage in one and not the other, like you were gonna not have any major issue. It's if you kept taking a bunch of damage in the, some of these other turns as well that the damage became an issue or if you were like really slowing down through that turn, it like kind of sitting in it instead of like accelerating through it. You could. Yeah. Yeah. So not that big of a deal, but the big gap near the end was one of those things where if you were still kind of holding that turn into the jump and you were like, that's when it became an issue for me. Like I was Jump like, in mid air, turning, and like making sure I landed. Or if you're getting bumped at that corner, yeah, you know, there's so many things that could happen right. that would make you restart the whole race. And it's like crap, crap, crap. Like five laps, five times over that
1: gap is tough. Yeah, um, I definitely went off to the side once, but I think one somewhat beneficial thing of not knowing to press down was i wasn't floating so much so i didn't have as much uh air to to kind of float off the edge of the course so i did do it once but i I, that was it i never never had another problem with it after that yeah because that can definitely become an issue we finish queen league and on to king league yeah
0: Yeah. and king starts off again with mute city and mute city's gotten a little bit darker i feel like it's gotten a little bit more aggressive because there's a bunch of mines everywhere in this one uh it gets rid of that circular part and it just gets real tight with those like w shaped kind of sections where it's up down up down and again, if you get stuck in that spot with another car, you're better off
1: slamming on the brakes than trying to cruise through. Are the mines in that W section as well? No, they are after the W section. Okay. So once you get
0: out of the W section, it's like a quick right, but that right is into the minefield
1: and it's a minefield for a little while. Now, is this is the was there also a course where there was like a minefield? Um, kind of in between dirt patches like it gave you a path to ride on but there was also a lot of dirt and to stay on the path you had to navigate in and out of the mines off the top of my head it might Okay, no. it might just be this course that I'm thinking of then
0: so there's dirt paths parts off to the side of the yeah, minefield like there's yeah, the yeah, minefield this and then. it's like safe and you can drive through the minefield if you can not hit the right mine. so yeah you definitely the left side and the right side is the rough yeah branches.
1: it was definitely this part was tough like you accidentally hit a mine and then you end up bouncing off of some other car and then you're in the dirt going like two miles an hour and yeah it's pretty rough but it was a good uh it, it was, was a good progression from Mute City 1 to 2 to 3. Agreed. Like, I, I think that they really built
0: that, that cool. stage up and really didn't change it drastically each time, which was kind of... No,
1: weird. it's it's cool. Like, they just made a, right. hey, it's next year we made this one update to the course. You know, it was cool. After that, we got Death Wind 2, so... yes i like this one a lot too i mean i just i like so th- the concept it's cool to yeah. to do something different yeah that backstretch instead of being a
0: complete straightaway is like these like quick little drops and turns with a couple boosts in there as well and it really changes things because you're trying to take a quick left with the wind at your side and then you have to kind of adapt again later and take a real hard right. And then you're taking a right back up. So like you're, you're getting more left and right in the course instead of these basic straightaways.
1: This one, I struggle with this one a lot. I'm not going to lie. Now this one also in that spot, it gets pretty narrow and goes left and right, right? Like diagonally. Yeah. Um, aren't there also those lines on the ground? Um, like the, the They're like vacuum strips the magnetic the strips magnetic. no strips. those are we okay. those are
0: in some of the other stages and we haven't actually talked about them yet i know they're coming up again yeah but, um those maybe it's port it town, and port town too, that i'm like maybe there is in this i just think that, i don't think there is because of the wind effect so that's already kind of doing right, what the right, magnet
1: i'll right. right, we'll talk about it next race then okay. um I don't know. I was just super into the I was once I read The Death Wind 2, I was I was ready for it, I was into it and we just, again, I I probably only got second or third, but I didn't like It was tough.
0: It. I think this was one where I really struggled with my power meter a lot because I felt like I kept getting to the space to recover it and I was still bouncing all over the place trying to drive straight down the middle because it's a narrow little, like, space to drive through. And if you're slightly off of it, just like the boost,
1: if you're slightly off of it, like, you're not getting healed. Yeah, they're definitely... And I was, like, all over the place. Yeah, I would be on the right side of it and then try and tap to the left and end up all the way on the left side of it and, like, lose the... It just that the thing would hover over you the whole time, but never actually drop health on you. So annoying. You know, it's like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> just get into the space. And you're like, I'm there. Just heal heal, me. Me. heal just me. Do it.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. Send whatever radio that like radioactive powers you have down upon me.
1: Yeah, I imagine that must be the jet that saves you when you do whatever that thing was that neither one of us ever did.
0: Yeah, it's probably that thing, but I have no idea. Uh, after that, we've got, what, Port Town 2? Port Town 2. And, again, this is that early jump over, like, the dirt rough patch, and then that big jump over a space where if you fall off, you just die. So you've got to have some speed through that. And it just kind of adds a few extra twists and turns, but the this... this I can't tell. I've got, like, kind of, like, quick visuals this might be the stage I think this is one of the stages that has the, the it is strips. the okay. Magnetic, okay. Strips. magnetic strips so yeah. as you're kind of driving there's these little bars along the side of the stage or the, like the course that kind of pull you in that direction and what really makes this one complicated with that is that when it hits a turn, it goes from being on the left side to then being on the right side or right. Yeah, vice it's versa. like on the
1: outside of the turn every time you make the turn. So you're constantly turn. like you're
0: trying to keep you're trying to keep that hard turn and then if you overturn, you're immediately pulled right into the wall because it's like, yep, come on, I'm gonna take some health away from you
1: now. And there's a couple spots where that really comes into play, but Yeah, this one was a tough one for me. I kept just um like, I lost a lot of health, a lot, and I couldn't. I kept, like, missing, not missing, but like we'd said, the the health strip can be annoying sometimes. Like, you have to be right in there. Yeah, this
0: is just a longer lap for a lot of the courses, so a lot of damage control. This is one where I think I actually, like, completely let go and even might have hit the break in the healing section
1: yeah i definitely like this is i definitely let go and just drifted along the healing section um but it was just between the magnetic strips so they pulled you in and if you hovered over them they did damage to you um yeah. so between those and then there was also a few tight turns where i would just get bumped because it was you know it's one of the last stages so they give you like a good tight race um, yeah. It's just too many cars in such a small space. You get bumped around. Magnetic strips, walls, it did a lot of damage.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we go from Port Town 2 to Red Canyon, Red Canyon 2. 2. You liked those jumps early. And this is the one that if you, I don't, I think, I'm not sure. I think you had to use the S-Boost. To get the little shortcut. Yep, jump.
1: you did. At least with the car yeah. I was using. Yeah, I don't know if you could have held down. If that would have made a difference, oh, but I think I always
0: used it just to be
1: careful. I mean, I I did it. I did as good as I could. I got on straight away. I got up to 419 kilometers per hour. Is the highest I go. could get. Yeah. I went from 411 to 419 and didn't feel like I got any closer. So mm. I'll have to try by pressing down and then try by. Uh, boosting some other time and see what happens
0: yeah i mean it really adds that straight away and then like a couple other small turns but not much changes in this one to
1: be honest it's still a fun course yeah i mean i liked both red canyon courses they're very yeah. you know like you said they don't change too much about it so if you like one you're gonna feel pretty good about the other one too mm-hmm And last
0: and maybe least, (laughs) I don't know how you feel about this one, was Firefield. Not only is this course long, and there are very many U-turns, sharp turns, but the healing section in this one was the most difficult and probably the shortest. That it was almost not worth going sometimes.
1: Yeah, so I th- I have very few notes on this game. I uh, one two three four five six lines of notes. Um, one of them one of them really related, not being able to hit the shortcut, and then you know having to use the fast accelerating car, the windy the no. windy cities. I specifically made a note of. I liked that. Um, nope. The <laughs> I called them vacuum lines, the magnetic lines I had a note of. Yeah. And then the fire, I was like the last one, the fire canyon or fire something, fire, fire field. So like uh, two courses that I made notes of, and this was one of them. And I was like, it's very narrow. There's a long, you have to go the long way. There's like a shortcut yeah. or you can take the long way to get the heel, which is like the only it kind of makes sense, but it's also the only course in the game that does this. Yeah. Um, one course leading up to this, actually you have to, like, there's no way to avoid the healing thing. You like just drive over at one course, but like in this specific course, you have to go the long way. Um, I definitely did skip it once, but it was like you said, it was a tough course in general. So like I had, I had to heal. I, I don't think I was able to skip it more than once. It's just tough.
0: Yeah. So not only it's do you narrow. have probably the longest yeah. yep. course, you near the end, like near near the the last third of this course, you've got one of those magnetic strip areas where it like the the course kind of splits left and right, and down the middle is just the damaging yes. orbs, and there's magnetic strips on both sides, so you're automatically pulled towards. It's a that. very narrow road too. You get out of it. You take a quick right turn. If you go straight, there's the tiniest little sliver of space where you can start to get healed before you you turn right, and then you really actually can find a space to get healed. Or, like, you would take that right turn, and instead of going towards the healing, you kind of continue that turn, and you finish the Yeah, the finish line is right there. So you really, really, really had to... Damage control through this. Avoid any of those extra bumps. I mean, there's rough patches thrown where you've got, like, some left-right, left right left, to avoid them. The number of U-turns in this are just... There's just so much going on in this one, especially once other cars are in the way. It's tough. Like, I mean, they really ramped up difficulty, and you have to do damage control.
1: It's yeah, tough. definitely tough. Um... You know it does. At the, so this was the last race of the courses. All the courses was the last one.
0: Yeah, of the king. So
1: I do. You know, I, the game did a good job of progressing. That was definitely, I would say, the toughest course, and they saved it for last. And in general, the courses increased in difficulty as you went. I agree.
0: I mean, I really think that. There was always like a course in the night and then like a course or two and Queen. Like it kind of progressed. There was definitely times where in the middle of a race, I'd hit a wall or bounce awkwardly off of another car and then be going kind of reverse for a second and I'd have to catch up. But at least I knew how to use my boost.
1: So that made you had a, a chance.
0: Yeah. So it made like, I mean, truth be told, like the boost, I typically didn't bother to use it until the third, fourth, Sometimes even like the fifth lap, because if I didn't need to use it and if you weren't going to get a chance to use it in a straightaway, like you were, if you used it in some of those turns, you were done. You were just going to bounce yourself off the walls and kill yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, most of the races I came in second or third, I was, it was on that last, I would, it was just a bad bump on the last turn. And if I just boosted, I probably would have been fine. So like, I wouldn't have used them a ton, but they would come really handy at the very end of the race. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would.
0: That's, that's it, that's though. The game. I mean, yeah. again, you can kind of go back, look at your records, try it again. I don't know if your practice times can be included in your records. I don't think they can, I would, but... I would think not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, this game looks, sounds pretty great for a game that came out at the very beginning of the Super Nintendo's life. Uh, the music, I think, is some of the best... I wouldn't say it's some of us some of these some of these these cities or these courses have some of the best Super Nintendo music in my mind some of them are just like for completely forgettable um, but I think Mute City Big Blue like those are two of the better like soundtracks on a Super Nintendo game some of them I think just fit into the environment like Deathwind's music isn't like oh my god it stands out but it really fits the environment of what's going on in the stage I think it just works so. Um.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I um again, I didn't play this game much as a kid. Um playing it now, um paying attention a little bit more. There were certainly some I would agree with what you said. There were some good a couple good ones mixed in there, but nothing spectacular like overall. But but some yeah. good one and, and you know, we with the variety that they had to go with, you know, it's gonna be hit or miss. But um, my last kind of note that I did, especially kind of later on towards the game, it's just the game does a really good job of making you feel like you're moving very fast. With oh, that, it makes you feel like you're going a yeah, million miles per. But hour. not so fast that like you don't have time to react. Like it's cool the way they set it. Like you you can make tight turns in small spaces going really fast. Mm-hmm. And like the game does a really good job of getting that, making you feel that it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely not it's, something I think you get from a lot of rate. I haven't played a lot of racing games, so I guess I can't really say this. Well, even but- if
0: we compared it, like we, we talked about sunrace FX and we, yeah, I think even in that conversation, we talked about F zero a little bit like you, I don't even know what your speed is in that game, but, you feel like you're going a million miles per hour in this. Compared oh yeah. To you this, just the animation, the speed, like of, I feel like you get like that the the wind going through your face and like you oh, just yeah. you're whipping through these turns and over this space and there's just so much about this game that makes you feel
1: fast or that you're going fast yeah, like the you know w- one of our big issues with Race FX was the turning and the turning radius and not knowing if it was like yeah. delayed or not like the turning in this game is so instantaneous and exactly what you would want like I mean yep. Mario Kart even has some drift that like of course you get yeah. used to it and you can figure out how to deal with it but like it I, it doesn't make sense to I, to me, at least sometimes, I mean, I kind of get it, but I think it's a little too much sometimes. And like, you just don't feel that in this game. It is very responsive. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I would have to
0: say that we're kind of at that point.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think that wraps up kind of what I have to say about the game. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, did you have any thoughts? Cause truth be told, I, I didn't have any thoughts on a number. I was just going to pull one of the top speeds or the weights or something, but I'm trying to see if there's some other way that a number comes into p- like play that maybe I missed earlier. No,
1: I mean, the only thing that comes to me would be the 15 courses, five each, uh, of the three leagues. We can do it at
0: 15. I'm fine with that. It's more logical than some of the other things that I
1: was going to throw out there. I mean, I think it might be funny to go with one of the top speeds, which also brings, which reminds me, I did want to, um, since I did test out, I I paid attention to my speed that one time I was trying to go over that jump. Um, What actually is 419 kilometers per hour? which would be one of my, it was close to my top speed from the car I use, the Golden Fox, 260 yeah. miles per hour. Yeah, that's pretty that's fast. It's cool. good to know. Yeah. Because I really didn't, I wasn't sure. Um. Well, do you want to use his top speed or do you want to use Captain
0: Falcon's top speed?
1: Well, I suppose it's Captain Falcon's game. We should probably use Captain Falcon's top speed, I guess. So what is it? Is is it his Isn't game? it I mean, he's the and one no who got to like. It, I mean, he's the main right, character. and he's the one who gets to be the Super okay. Smash.
0: Yeah, that's true. Does anyone else show up in Smash ever? No character to fight think with, right? So, oh, that's sad. Actually, one side thing before we do get into the, we'll get. I'll get into his number. So eventually, Nintendo came out with a another system. Um. I thought i had it written down here i guess not nintendo came out with another system that actually had it was one of the earliest like online games or systems i should say that let you play it wasn't f-zero but it was like f-zero grand prix or something like that and there were scheduled times where you could go online and race other people that's online that's cool And I feel like that's exactly what. If this game had even a slight multiplayer, or if this game had the ability, like imagine if you could play this game online. Like I feel like this would be
1: what you need to do. Not as what, not as good as Mario. No, what you need to play this game is like you had mentioned earlier. You need um to be in like a a cruising USA pod. Yeah, like you need to be able to like almost lay down. Like, you know, know. encapsulate you know what, yourself have... in the pod and, and get the wheel and the. You mentioned it earlier. Didn't they have
0: pods for the pod racer game? The Star Wars pod racing game? I
1: imagine someone somewhere. I thought that. they did.
0: Yeah. So I just thought that you uh, Sat- was the name of it.
1: Never heard of it.
0: I've heard very little about it, but it was, in my opinion, like it was the early online stuff where like there was a scheduled time. And that's what I think is the most difficult part about that is that you couldn't just get on and like find people to play with. Like you got online at this exact moment to join and play and however many people were there or how they broke it down, like the groupings or anything, or if it was like just, oh, there's 503 people. So we're putting 503 people on the course. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe only eight people ever bought the system.
1: So those were the people. It
0: (laughs) doesn't sound like a very popular system to be honest. So yeah, no no. So what is the top speed? Falcon's top speed is four hundred and fifty
1: seven kilometers per hour. Four fifty seven. Okay. Yes.
0: you have your number? Because I'm ready to go if you aren't.
1: um, Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. I, um,
0: I had a lot of fun. I think the music's pretty good. Some of the songs are just super catchy. And even though I don't know each one, there are some songs that would just kind of like pick up in my head from this game. It's fun. I like the controls. Like you move exactly how you tell the person to move or the character to move, the cart to move. And there's some good challenge. I don't think it's overbearing until you get to the highest difficulty. Like I think that I did fine on standard, but I started playing on expert and was struggling to place in the top three. Um, but I don't think that's an awful thing either. And for an introductory game for the Super Nintendo, like this is great. There are not many games where I feel like speed is displayed as well as this game displays speed. Um, with that said, you play through the three courses. I'm kind of done. There's no multiplayer. I'm not one to really want to go through and break my own speed record because it's not like I'm ever going to get close to the speed records of people else around the world. Uh, three seventy kilometers per
1: hour out of four fifty-seven. Would you like to know that speed in miles per hour? Yeah, tell me what is that in miles per hour? One hundred and two point seven.
0: One hundred and two point seven. I've actually gone faster than that, so I would
1: hope so. That's still pretty that fast. fast, but I mean, we've all gotten. We've all tried it once, you know. Yeah. How fast is y- are you going to be going? So, Golden Fox. <laughs> Golden Fox. I mean, I can accelerate faster, but don't quite have the top speed. So, um yeah. be a little bit a little bit lower than that. Um I mean, racing games are not typically my my thing as I've mentioned. Um I do, however. I mean, I I learned a few things about this game just during this podcast. Uh, So I have to kind of... I was coming in probably with a lower score. And my score has been raised as we've talked about this game, as we've done this podcast right here. Um, As I've learned more about it, not just uh, some of the important buttons, uh, which is my fault, but also (laughs) the fact that it was uh, like a... um, release with with the super nintendo like i didn't know it was that old of a game um so yeah. that's cool um and and just changes my expectations i guess outlook a little bit on the game so again it did some stuff really well i did like just how it just feels cool to go that fast yeah. it feels cool it you're does. just like i'm fucking i'm the man right I'm now i'm just flying. Yeah. So I liked that. Um, I don't feel I will go back and try it. I'll play it again, just no, to test out some new buttons. I don't think I'll play more than one league at one higher difficulty level. I don't feel the need to go out and and beat all these levels again on all the higher difficulties. I just, eh, it's fine. I've played it once, um, but it was good. It was fun. It's fun to play once, I guess, is where yeah, I would like. It wasn't terrible, but I just have no desire to play it again. Um, and I'm going to wrap up that with a 355 out of 457. That's not too bad.
0: No. It's still a fun yeah. game. But it's totally worth playing. If you haven't played it, and you even if you're not a big racer, like I think it's fun for just about anybody to go and pick it up and play it once. I think that this would have made a great arcade game at some point, if they had adapted it slightly. I
1: am interested. You know, I will play more F-Zero games now. Like, I'll play F-Zero X. That's the next one, right? That is the next typical available
0: one. Again, the one that I had mentioned was technically the next one. Um, I believe there's one for N64, GameCube. I don't know if one came out for the
1: Wii but I don't think anything's come out since Yeah. That. So I mean this game has gotten me uh interested in playing those. So that's a plus yeah. for it for sure.
0: Oh yeah. And I've I've played the N64 and the GameCube one. They're fat. I mean, the same idea. You feel the speed. There's some crazy, crazy courses that they really build into and they take uh, you know, advantage of the magnetic relationship that the cart has or the vehicle has with the
1: floor and all this its it gets a little loopy out there but it's a lot of fun I feel like I honestly maybe it's possible what is is F-Zero X a Super Nintendo game no it's an N64 I probably played F-Zero X at one point as well but I definitely have not played any of the others
0: yeah no, they're fun. They're totally worth playing. I mean, it's been a while since I have, but they they take this and they take the speed and they ramp it up. And there are some absolutely crazy courses uh, in those future generations. I'm surprised that, don't get me wrong, Mario Kart 8 has absolutely dominated. And Nintendo doesn't need to do anything to replace that. But I'm shocked that they kind of haven't continued anything with Falcon in a while. Or F-Zero in a while. Still, another great little franchise.
1: Yeah, there's a few games out there like that, a few franchises. It's just surprising, but yeah. I don't know. Spread the awareness, everyone. Well, let's start the ground movement here. <laughs> let's start it here.
0: No, if the ground movement happens, it's for Star Tropics. That's the big Star one. Star Tropics 3. three. Star three. Tropics 3. Yes. I don't know what we're gonna call that one because Zora's Revenge Star Traffics Two just doesn't work.
1: I saw an interesting um, article about Earthbound today. Actually, there someone's someone. I feel to do like you remake. and I saw the same
0: yeah. one. Yeah. The, there's there's a ground uh, group of people making their own remake, and is there a documentary on Earthbound that came
1: out recently? I think is what inspired them. What? I think that's what there's... I read.
0: I don't. Okay, I think the only thing that I saw that I was truly thankful and impressed by, the inventory was fixed. Like, the person had, like, one person's inventory, (laughs) and there was, like, 17, like, rows of stuff, and I was like, thank God. Yeah, that was my biggest peeve in that game, I think. Well, let's finish this one off, and we'll talk more Earthbound another time, I guess. Excellent, sounds good. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a review, comment, five stars, one star. Tell us what you think. Five stars, obviously. Follow us on Instagram at DidYouPlayThat. Watch some of our playthroughs on YouTube and some of our live shows. Share this all with a friend. We'd appreciate it. Until next time, Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. Adios. almost hung up on you. You ready for this? (laughs) Three, two, one.